You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 119 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark at you Bullet Tank on Twitter, and I'm here joined today by Mr. Harrison Tar Tar. How you doing, buddy? Uh, never better, bro- brother. Let's get into it. Let's talk Auburn ball. Yeah, and starting off with the fact that this is a bye week. We do not have Auburn football for another, what is it, eight days, nine days? I think eight days this comes out, right? Yeah, I think eight days. I eight mean, days of track, yeah. Yeah, and that it it sucks. Oh shucks. But that means we still get to talk about Auburn football no matter what. Uh we're not gonna talk about quarterbacks today. That is gonna be a conversation for Sunday, more than likely. <laughs> that was America. I was so but, excited when you said that. I mean, I pray on the down uh, not the downfall, I pray on the um the arrival of the bye week. Every single year, because that's one Saturday of football season that I don't have to watch Auburn play football. And I know that, like, I long for Auburn football all through the offseason. But once the season gets here, I'm like, wow, um, I'm ready for the bye week to watch other people beat up on each other. Um, <laughs> it's like the SpongeBob meme where you get to see, like, you know, when Patrick and SpongeBob are running outside and it's been, um, it's Squidward inside his house. Like, that's how a lot of people view it that way. Um, I don't feel like that at all. It's just like, now I'm visual, uh, verbal meme. Uh, the two people fist fighting, another person like cross legs laying on the ground watching it on video. Like, that's me. That's me during the bye week. Because I don't have to stress. Um, and it's not, I don't have to, I don't have to talk about Auburn quarterbacks right now. And I'm blocking the word quarterback out of everything. So, Dylan, go. So, going into this week, we have a lot of stuff going on with the quarterback conversation. <laughs> Just to. I'm leaving the show. Bye, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> well, we did have some news come out regarding the injuries that Auburn has dealt with over the past few weeks. And to start off, we're going to start off with probably the biggest one, uh, Mosiah Nassili Kite being listed as out for the season with a torn bicep. Not great. Uh, not great. Uh, it's a bad loss to have. You're starting defensive end, but there is a light on the end of the tunnel. It means Keldrick Falk will be. It's Falk time. It's Falk time to be listed as a starter. And you hate to see Nasili Kite go out like that. And I hope he gets better. I, I would hope that the, it's not really a season-ending injury, but I don't. I don't think I've never. I've never really torn my uh, bicep before, so I don't know exactly how that would feel. Uh, but I would assume. I would assume it would hurt. Uh, but, yeah, going into this bye week, going into this next week of LSU prep, Keldrick Fox should be listed as a starting defensive end for the Auburn Tigers, which I'm sure a lot of people are very excited to see what he can do. And and by that, I mean everyone's really excited about to see what Keldrick Fox can do. A lot of good reps opportunities for, for Keldrick Fox in terms of many, meaningful, meaningful snaps and, and high pressure. So, you know, um, out of the best, best way to do it is just trial by fire, right? Uh, Damari Alston. Alston spelled A-L-S-T-O-N, by the way, um, for those of you guys who struggle with that in the comments a little bit. A-L-S-T-O-N. Damari Alston, not Austin, Alston, um, with a dislo- has a dislocated shoulder and should be back for either LSU or Ole Miss. There has been nothing, nothing said that would lead us to believe he's definitively back for Ole Miss. So that's where I'm at on that one. You can literally take the rest. I just wanted to touch on that one, Dylan. <laughs> Well, that one's going to be interesting to see because uh, honestly, yeah, if he's not 100% against LSU, I am 100% with okay with Brian Batiste getting more carries and more touches. And Jeremiah and, Cobb. And don't Jeremiah play, Cobb. Don't play Demario Austin. Yeah, let, let that man get healthy. Let him get as healthy as he possibly can because you're going to need him throughout the rest of the season because I, I think he has. If, and with Brian Batiste coming out, uh, in his last two games as a true like threat through the air, Nothing. through the run game, and you know, through the return game. Still wait. He is I need him to return on back. And it's not a matter of if we if he does it. He's going to do it. And I just don't know when it is yet, but I want to see it happen. I don't think Damari Alston needs to play right away. If it's if L, if he's if that I want to say if he's 80% for LSU, don't put him in. 
I want I want ninety five percent plus. Yeah. And if that means Ole Miss, I'm okay with that. We talked about how highly we regard this running back room all the time. And I think if Demari Austin is still hurt, not 100%, I think we are A-okay with Brian Batee, Jeremiah Cobb, and Jarquez Hunter, and Sean Jackson. And Absolutely. Robert. Absolutely. Demari Austin, A-L-S-T-O-N. Austin Keys. Do you have um, does someone does someone have beef with you in the comment section? No, I've seen this from four or five different people. And it drives me bonkers. And I love you guys. I'm not a, I'm not a grammar Nazi. But his last name is Alston, not Austin. They're very different names. And I see people kind of all over socials saying, Damari Austin. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. That person doesn't play for Auburn. Damari I have this, Alston does. I have the same issue with the Robbie Ashford stuff because people don't know how to spell it. That is R-O-B-B-Y. Yeah, except for the same name. Alston and Austin are just – different pronunciations i'm aware i'm just saying i i understand your pain because yeah, i don't know who robbie with ie is i know who robbie with a y is yeah and i don't, I mean i think there's only one comment on the last on the last youtube video that we put up um but all over twitter i'm like guys check the depth chart it's a-l-s-t-o-n anyways um his last name is on the jersey yeah, it is actually on the jersey, which is crazy. and the graphics that you watch the game on. And if you go to the if you go to the game, well, it's not if you're on watching, the scoreboard. If you're watching on CBS and you're listening to the commentators, you, that you have a right to just be wrong because oh, I mean, to, you you uh, need the proof. You need to recheck anything that those two right geriatric people say. Austin Keys listed about three weeks uh, away from making this uh, decision on what's next with his cast. Not sure where we are there. Keontae Scott is ahead of schedule, but no timeline to return. I I don't know when – I've got no good source on our return for Keontae Scott. I don't think it's soon. Adam Adam Cole said uh, positive on later in the season. Yeah. So I think when Daniel said Vanderbilt, I think that might be – I don't know Vanderbilt. I, I feel like Arkansas might be a better timetable. Uh, just give an extra week because I feel like I feel like the Vanderbilt Arkansas thing is going to be the same thing with LSU and Ole Miss for Demari Alston. I think right. just, you know just just, just wait. Just push just it back. I want him fully healthy whenever Alabama comes in the town. Right. And but certainly still ahead of schedule, which is big time. Uh, it'd be big oh, time yeah, to get him huge. back to returning punts. Uh, Dylan, we got some news from a crystal, from a crystal ball perspective on three-star Juco, Juco safety, Laquan Robinson. You were talking about, you're breaking down his film a little bit before the show. Um, your, your initial takeaways there. Yeah. Juco guy from Holmes community college in Greenville, Alabama. Uh, he's the number one safety in the Juco class, uh, and, uh, number eight national player in Juco, uh, six foot two, one ninety five. Uh, dude is a human highlight reel when it comes to Hit sticking the crap out of people. Dude will lay the boom. Uh, and he's a taller safety, too. And he can high point a ball. Uh, and I saw that in some of the, the highlights I saw from him. Uh, he also has played a little bit of Wildcat quarterback uh, in his time at Holmes. So a lot, lot or in high school, he played correction. Uh, but yeah, a guy who had had a lot of depth uh, to this defense as a whole. You know, you're going to be losing Jalen Simpson. Uh, is Ion Puckett, is he a senior junior? Is he a senior or junior? He's a senior, but I don't know if he's got the year of eligibility. Okay. Uh, you're losing all of these key, like, upperclassmen defensive backs, and it helps that you're already bringing in what could be one of the better uh, defensive back uh, recruiting classes that Auburn has ever seen uh, with, you know. Zion Puckett is a true senior. He's a true senior. So he – would he have a year of eligibility left? Nope. He played in four games as a true staff. Uh, well, I guess he'd have your luck because he got he played in true uh, four games as a true freshman. Hmm. Well, that means they, that means they capped him, so he's got a red shirt in theory, yeah. right? And I mean, he and Laquan Robinson would join a defensive back room of the high school leaders: Jalen Crawford, Amon Lane, Jaden Lewis, and Jalewis Solomon as well. And I think, oh yeah, and Kinsley Faustin, uh, the safety, uh, which. Pins Auburn having one of the again. I think this is going to end up being one of the best uh, defensive back rooms Auburn has brought in in, in a recruiting cycle. Uh, and it's looking that way, especially if you get a nice JUCO guy who's the number one safety in his class. And 
what what is it? Trevon Reed always says, "We ain't, we ain't finished yet." No, he finished I mean, yet. <laughs> still got a lot of defensive backs out there. Some of them five stars that are still you know here in Auburn. Well, very much entertaining. Uh, the that planes. KJ Bolden and uh, Jalen and I think are two the big guys who are still coming around to Auburn to come visit. KJ Bolden, you can make me right yet. I swear. All right. <laughs> Just have the what age so poorly could age so, so right. Well. It's like a fine wine, my friend. <laughs> like a fine wine. Okay. Speaking of transfers, about uh, we were talking about three star Juco safety on uh, Laquan Robinson uh, and his crystal ball. In the NCAA released a handful of like new transfer guidelines for the portal window, breaking football down into 45 days, 30 days after season, 15 days. In the spring, uh, basketball will remain 45 days, um, just consistent. Uh, and and there's another part we'll touch on here in a minute. This, in my opinion, Dylan did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. Um, and and I don't I don't think you needed to do anything. I don't. I'm not like a. I'm kind of, folks. For for those of you who don't love this, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm an enjoyer of absolute portal madness. Um, in portal mania, I'm absolutely fine with college football pre- free agency. I, I I don't have a problem with it, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Um, if we're not okay with these kids transferring in and out, hopping in the in the portal, out out of the portal, whatever's best for their athletic and uh, athletic futures, uh, we should not be okay with students transferring out after one year from a school. It'd be like your kids coming to you and saying, "Mom, Dad." I'm not this this place I went to school is it's just I'm I'm not happy there. And then you say, okay, well, that's fine. You can transfer, but only once. And if you don't love it there, you're shit out of luck. Or for people who like to pull the whole loyalty card that there's no loyalty in college football left, think about sending your kid to a school and say, Mom, dad, they call you they call you up, and say, Hey mom, hey dad, my coaching staff doesn't care about me. My sports staff is made it apparent that I'm not a good fit here. I don't have friends, I don't like it. I want to you know, I want to go XYZ. And you 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 look at your child in the eye and say, I don't think you should be allowed to do that. For those of you guys that are saying I'm, I'm uh, that are going to inevitably tell me that I'm saying putting apples to oranges here, comparing apples to oranges, you are the ones that know I'm right. Um, because I don't, I personally don't. I've never had a problem with this. I've I, I know the NIL adds a whole other dimension of you know whatever free agency. Okay, great. Then you should not tell me that. If your kid gets a grant to go somewhere for grad school, that they shouldn't like a stipend to go somewhere for grad school, they shouldn't be allowed to go there. It's the same principle, folks. Just one of them throws on pads and hits people on Saturdays. The other one hits the books. And no offense to our athletes, the ones hitting the books are more important. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's be real. Um, just think of it that way. Next time you try to say the whole portal free college football free agency, whatever, dude. Um, I'm not buying it. I will say I do love the transfer portal. I do. I do like the rules of having it limited. I think you, I think like transferring once and then you get the transfer again. If you, if you graduate, if you're a graduate transfer, you can transfer. Well, I like, I, I hate the JT Daniels is still playing college football because he's transferred Why? four times. Cause Why? it's just so dumb. Why? Because it's how, dumb. how does it impact you? It doesn't, but it's dumb. Exactly. All it does is give me – I will say positive side. It gives me more CFB grid stuff to do because I can exactly, also throw in exactly, Daniels. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, like, the 45-day window, I I get it and I don't. Um, the time frames, I guess they do cater to the athletes a little well, bit. For football, for football, it's 30 days in the fall yeah. and, and 15, 15 in the 15 spring. In the spring. Yeah, I, I get that. That's what I was saying. The time frames, they do cater to the athletes. Um and you can declare that you're going to go into the portal before you're in the portal. So I guess it really doesn't matter. Uh, but I don't like, I, I get it for the sake of there has to be structure and there has to be a ways to regulate, like just quite literally mot roster management. I understand that. Uh, but I don't feel like they did like a ton, but like that's the NCAA for you. That I, ever I heard, I think it was, was it Crane? One of the cranes that kind of brought it up, kind of a way to kind of limit. They thought it was a way to like limit tampering in the portal. That would track. But then again, all you're doing is just changing how they're going to do it. Everybody, folks, everybody under the sun 
in intercollegiate athletics has had tampering, what would classify as tampering conversations with other schools. It's not new. It's not like an unprecedented frontier. It's going to continue to happen and only get worse. So like you said, limiting tampering in terms of just like, if it's not illegal, like to talk to people in this time frame, then like we don't have to crack down on people doing it. Um, well, I mean, now you we have like, like it, it was like consider tampering to give recruits cars, but now we have Utah giving all of their right. scholarship athletes uh, on the football team brand new Utah brand. I'd be so mad. <laughs> like I, I, I do the same thing they do. I go to practice every day. Right. I'm the one holding up the team GPA. Literally. Like that, I think they deserve something, but like you're getting. A, like Bama used to give all these recruits like these crimson colored vehicles and it was, wasn't sketchy, uh, but it was uh, to everybody else. But now you have teams literally giving their, like, Oh, we got an NL deal with, uh, with Ram or a college dealership. Here's, all here's right. 53 Ram 2500s with the Utah logo on it. Let's be honest though. Is that really doing their players a service? Cause if it's a Ram 1500, they might not make it to practice. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. I caught some flack for commenting that earlier. Well, today. honestly, the, the Utah Utah's offense probably didn't deserve to have those trucks quite yet until Cam Rising can prove otherwise. That's true. That's the defense true. deserves two of them. One of them to make it halfway, and the other one to drive the rest of the halfway when the first one breaks down. Right, right. But, I mean, also, basketball has just a 45-day period in general. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm just trying. So the 30 day period would last from the end of the regular season. So it would go from like basically the month of December, right? I guess. And then I, or would it start after the, I, I think it would end after the CFP for teams that are playing. I would, it would have to start after the CFP. Well, it could start midway through December because do you need to no. go? No, I can't. Well, the spring, like what spring practice starts in what March? Yes, yeah, so you have the whole month of January essentially. We have February as well, and then you have 15 days after spring practice. That's not horrid. That's not horrid. It's all pretty bad, but it's not horrid. I, well, I, um, I, I liked it better when the transfer portal was like, you know, right after the season ended, you could enter the transfer portal, and then you had from the end of the regular season until spring practice to get your to figure out where you are. Not spring, yeah. right? It was like was it signing day? You had from the end of the regular season to signing to, to early signing day to figure it out, and then you could tr- still transfer somewhere for the signing day, and then after spring practice was up, you had you had a little bit you had a little window to right. go with because I mean you don't know where you're going to stand amongst the team. You have new coaches coming in uh, all the time. You don't really know where you're going to fit in until a guy gets hired. You're not really going to hire a guy until like a week or so before signing day right that's usually how that goes and that's why like you freeze was got whenever he got he got hired to auburn and then he immediately started calling recruits yep and he was just doing that for the entire first two weeks of him being on the planes yep that's i uh, I don't really like having a limit on the first i don't don't think there should be a limit on the fall side spring i completely understand look look you don't have to tell me anything i the ncaa sucks and and they just kind of they just come up with shit on the fly that makes them kind of seem like they're in power. And if you work for the NCAA, I'm talking to you, USOB, because you don't care about your athletes. You sure as hell don't care about participating schools. And as soon as you start feeling like something's gonna slip, they do shit. They're like, all right, so suddenly we've decided that this 30-day then 15-day process is the best way to go about things. Oh, and by the way, you know how fun it is to take photos as an unofficial visit so you can kind of see what you would look like and feel things out? Yeah, that makes total sense. To hell with it. You can't do it anymore. You know why? Because we hate fun and we hate student-athletes. And honestly, we hate you, the fan. We also hate your mother um and 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 fun like i mentioned so and, um, and your father who also suited up in the same uniform as you right yes for the photo right. shoots as well right um and if if yeah just just so you know we do think that if you wear uh, a football jersey from the school you're transferring to and take a picture in front of a cool backdrop we do think that that's cheating and you ha- they ne- then have a competitive advantage um because photos and jerseys are a competitive advantage 
I will um, say there was someone who came out and said that some of the people, like people within like the schools, kind of agree with it because of all the work that they have to do on the back on the back side of things to kind of get prepared for all these uh, unofficial visits. I'm trying to remember where, where exactly I read that. Give me- That's just. I'm sorry. You said someone at a school said they agreed with this. Give me one second. I'm. I don't want to. Because like that is what you employ creative people to do. Uh, and yes, I can say that because that's actually the active occupation I'm in. <laughs> all right, so I I'm reading from uh, Nicole Arback, who's a senior writer for the Athletic. Uh, so she said that this rule would prohibit a mom from taking a photo on her of her would would not prohibit a mom taking taking a photo on their phone of their son on their on a visit. Uh, it's just like banning the use of professional photographers and coordinated photo shoots. In all seriousness, a lot of administrators and coaches have complained about photo shoots and the effort they require from the staff. Plus, should they should that really be an important part of the recruiting process? It's only for unofficial visits. That's been a strain on recruiting staffs. Hmm. It's Am not I like you really to... need to take those pictures at unofficial visits anyways. They're really just for fun. I love the I love the pictures, but they're not really like a vital necessity. I disagree. I don't, I don't think that any recruit makes their decisions based on, oh, like these pictures are so dope. First off, as someone who works in the creative field, I, I'm allowed to say this. Creative, my, my job title is a creative director. I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> um, I have a staff that does this. You pay people to do that. We, you pay people for their time, for, for, their, for, the, for their expertise. And when they sign up to work in sports, let me tell you, folks, when you sign up to work in sports, your normalized schedule out the damn window, kiss it goodbye. Don't give me any of that bullshit where it's a waste of our time and resources. Then you're not willing to recruit hard enough. I'm, I'm, I'm being real. Is there, did they add a rule to it as well? Because, I, again, I, I love the, the photo visits because some of them are hilarious. I'm just imagining the dad with the pot belly yeah. sitting in like one of those tight fit. The guy in the Florida jersey. I can't remember. Yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I can't remember either. But I, you know what I'm talking about. He had, the, yeah. he had the sweatband on. that He had no hair anyway, so there was no point in him even wearing it. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're fun. And did they even list a rule as to what would happen if you did do it? I don't know. It'd probably some, be kind of some kind of stupid fine, but I just I think that like the whole premise of that is just the NCAA like saying, "Hey, we can control something that you do," um, because some schools may have a better resource than these other schools for this niche thing. And their argument will probably be, and I'm I'm spitballing and assuming, and you can't make an ass uh, can't spell assume without making an ass out of you and me. I get that, but have some kind of level the playing field factor. My whole mentality there, Dylan, is like if you are not willing to put through that effort and you think that that is an extreme, you know, advantage or whatever that other schools should be doing, then maybe you're just not cut out to be in the recruiting game at this level. Like if you're not willing to use every resource you have, then get the hell out of the game. I would looked at the NCAA allows recruits an unlimited number amount of official visits. So you could still take the photos, just make them all official visits. Yeah. So it just you could just bypass that entire rule just by making every visit right. an official visit. Because we're I, I'm I've never understood the difference. I haven't either. Like I never I don't understand why like why are you you're just coming to Auburn on your own money? I cool I love it. Do it more often. I I love right. it that you're doing that. It means you love Auburn. But why isn't Auburn just like oh here's an official visit? Is it would it just cost the school more money to because is it if it's official do they does the does Auburn, when Auburn it, it's it's all different. Every situation is kind of different. So I'm just imagining official visit means you got flown out there to come see the school, and and unofficial would mean you did it on your own. I think so, and I, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I don't want to. That's that's me speculating, not right. <laughs> right. Well, there's one other thing we should speculate upon, and that's uh, the fact that we're getting close to having to starve Colin Byersdorf once again. So. <laughs> I'm going to plug a couple things. We're going to get on the back end of the show, and then we're going to get out of here. First and foremost, if you're hanging out with us right here on the College Loop, episode 119 of the College Loop, like Dylan said at the beginning of the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell and come hang out with us. We're pushing for 700 subscribers by the end of next week, and I know that's an aggressive goal, but if not, we're just going to have to starve Colin again. 
and uh, he did not enjoy it the first time. You guys came through and let him eat it. So uh, if you guys would help him out on that front, that'd be fantastic. Also, 72 more of you. That's right. Just need 72 more of you. Share the show, like the video, comment, yeah, give us your best takes. Bye week. How are you spending your bye week? What are your thoughts? Where have you let your mind drift to? Are you prepared, mentally prepared to have the quarterback conversation? Yes, no, maybe so. Who do you want that to be? Um, are you pro or anti um, uh, uh, photo shoots for unofficial visits? Does that make a difference to you? Do you think the NCAA sucks? And the answer is yes, if you hate them as much as I do. Um, like, subscribe, and ring the bell, like I mentioned before. Also, buy the war damn shirt, as Colin would say if he were here. Go to www.thewarreport.com and head over to the merch shop. Pick up your very own Feel Loopy College Loop War Report Podcast Network co-branded T-shirt. One of five colorways. Most comfortable shirt you'll ever own. Got my boy Ian Cook one. It should be up uh, up there with CFB Grids here in a couple days or so. Once you pick up the T-shirt, make sure you use hashtag Feel Loopy. Go on Twitter, post a picture of yourself, your dog, your cat, whatever, wearing your new hashtag feeling loopy t-shirt. Throw it on Twitter. We'll make sure we throw it up on the next stream. And we certainly, certainly appreciate all of your outpouring of support. You guys are the reason we are able to do what we do. All right, let's run through the news here, Dylan. Starting the men's basketball, Jani Broom and Jalen Williams will be Auburn's representatives for um for SEC Media Day. I almost said Auburn Media Day. Hello. SEC <laughs> Media Day, which is yeah. kind of fun. 33 days away as right. it comes out from Auburn basketball. That's right. That's right. I also screwed the pooch pretty hard today and did not get tickets to uh, basketball because I had a meeting. Everybody sold out? Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I had a meeting. So um, I had some apologies to give out. That being said, Janai Broom and Jay Will, pretty fun duo there. A um, couple of forwards heading, heading, uh, heading to SEC Media Day. Both guys that not their first uh, walk around the block. I thought it was kind of cool that Janai is kind of Still like the the feature face, but Jay Will's been the guy around around campus, for lack of a better term, for so long. And two guys that we really expect to have big years at Auburn. Women's and they're going to also be hanging out with Alan Flanagan, who will be there as an old Miss rep. So funny. So <laughs> funny. Women's basketball will send Honesty Scott Grayson and Taylor Collins, which is really, really fun. Kind of once again, Honesty Scott Grayson, the face of this program for a very long time. Originally a transfer from Baylor, obviously, but – um, Taylor Collins, your first year transfer and only your transfer out of Oklahoma State, the transfer senior. Uh, so they'll be kind of representing the yin and the yang, if you will, of uh, both ends of the spectrum for what is encompassing in Coach Jay's squad this year in year three. Yes, three yeah. of the Johnny Harris tenure. I, I don't know why I feel like she's been here longer, but um, yeah, it just speaks to how much she's really progressed this program. Auburn softball is back in action, Dylan. How excited are you? I am very excited. They're going to be playing against some more Alabama schools. I'm uh, playing against the, team, the college I'm getting my master's from, AUM, on Sunday. Also playing Alabama State on Sunday as well. Playing AUM at 11 a.m., playing Alabama State at 1.30 p.m. And then after that, they'll go the next week, They'll on October 15th, they'll be having another doubleheader versus uh, Coastal. The Coastal CAC, uh, if you're familiar with the community college right here, the Coastal one, not the Central one, and Enterprise State Community College as well uh, the next week. But they also accepted an invite to go to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, to play in the PV College Challenge. Uh, and that'll be in February. February 15th, they'll take on UC Davis at 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The 15th as well, another doubleheader at 3 o'clock, they'll play Utah. The 16th, they'll play Wichita State at 8.30 p.m. And then February 17th, they're going to play against Clemson and Lindsey Garcia on, at 3 o'clock p.m. So all that's going on in Mexico. So if you want a little February vacay, travel with the team. Go to Mexico and go watch some Auburn softball. That is such a trek. I feel like that is <laughs> – I, I respect it. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like that is a that is a hike and a half. So Auburn saw, uh, soccer, uh, we, were, we were talking a little bit about Auburn softball. Auburn soccer has had one of the streaks of all time. It's been a rough past couple weeks for them. Following mm-hmm. to South Carolina last Friday, 2-1, oh, uh, top 20 program. And they get to do it all over again tonight in a top 20 matchup as the show's coming out with number 19, Alabama and Tuscaloosa. as at 6 p.m. Central time, uh, like I said, in Tuscaloosa on the SEC Network. So an opportunity to get a top 20 win. And – 
it's really not been about the defense. It's been getting the getting balls in the back of the net for for Auburn and and on the attack has not been the number not been the easiest thing for their uh, coach Hoppus squad to accomplish. Auburn volleyball re- will rematch number nine Florida now number nine Florida tomorrow night at six uh, six o'clock Central Standard Time. Took them to five sets last time. That was also at Neville Arena. So home court advantage favors place favor to the Gators in this go round. But certainly a team capable of 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 defeating and and upsetting teams like this on the road is Brent Crouch and company. Um, that group is young. That group is really really talented, and they're only getting better as the and it'll be so by. nice to finally get a win over Florida in volleyball. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Still but need Auburn, to get one of those in, against in gymnastics. Dylan even threw in on the rundown here. Auburn Equestrians, number two in the country. They will travel to number seven Baylor on Friday. I'm sure there's some kind of streaming platform on that that Dylan could find while I'm running through tennis real quick. Auburn tennis women's. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to go with <laughs> Selen Ovnuk and DJ Bennett. We'll move on to doubles main draw. Um, move on to the doubles main draw round of 16 after defeating the number 23 ranked Fresno State duo in the first round yesterday. I'm not even going to pretend like I can pronounce Fresno State's uh, duo of, of young tennis players there because I can't hardly pronounce them. But men's Auburn men's tennis, Raul. Dubai, there we go. I literally had to look up the phonetics on the. <laughs> don't worry about that. Roll Dubai has earned a spot in the ITA Tennis All American Singles Main Draw after winning three matches in the qualifying rounds. Wow, lots going on in Auburn, and everything is pretty much playing at the same time. So that's all, all I can funny. say. If you want to go watch Baylor, Auburn, and the Equestrian, uh, just drive on to Waco, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you, I don't it doesn't say I cannot, cannot find it anywhere where that would be streaming. Hit up Auburn Elvis, he'll know how to get to it. Yeah, hit up Auburn Elvis. Uh I do they do stat tracker for Equestrian? I'm sure not. No, I'm sure yeah. they do. I'm sure there is some kind of stat tracker. And of course, just follow Auburn Equestrian on all socials and that's the easiest way to keep up with your That's probably the easiest way. But right. Tar, before we get out of here, we will not have a pregame show this week because right. Auburn is not playing this week. That's right. So means more coverage we can give on the socials for other sports on those days. Uh, but here in the College Blue, we like to keep you all inside the loop of Auburn Athletics. But from time to time, we do like to travel a little outside the loop. Again, no pregame show. So we are going to be doing our week five. Week five? Six. Six. Week six. There we go. Let me fix that. Week six pick'ems going into Auburn bye week. And currently, as we stand, uh, I am currently now two games behind Tar. Uh, I am 32 and 18. Tar is 34 and 16. And we also continued our streak of every guest but Mr. John Conley (laughs) getting seven and three. Wow. Owen went seven and three. This past weekend, and I believe I went eight and two. Tar, you went nine and one, with your only incorrect one being, I believe, if I can find it, Utah. So Friday night game really got to all of us, but you somehow picked Ole Miss to beat LSU, and that happened. So, yeah, weird things going on in college football at all times. I might just know ball. Maybe, maybe not. But to start off, we're going to start off with the Red River rivalry or the Red River shootout, as it is formally remembered, as the number 12 Oklahoma Sooners travel to the Cotton Bowl to take on the number 30 Texas Longhorns, who are also going to be traveling to the Cotton Bowl. And this rivalry of probably a a going, not rematch, a future glimpse at the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Texas. I'll also be rocking Easy. with the Longhorns here. I would not be giving a horns up like they when they played Alabama, but I will be picking Texas to win this game. Uh, then following up, we got the 5-0 Maryland Terrapins traveling to Columbus, Ohio to take on the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, that game will be at 11 a.m. And Ohio State currently a 20-point favorite. Maryland undefeated. Good ball club this year but not good enough to beat Ohio State. 
I'll also be rocking with Ohio State as well. I just I think Maryland's good. I just think Ohio State for as much as I don't like Ryan Day, I do think that uh Maryland could keep this close. I think Maryland might cover. Twenty points yeah. is a lot for this for this Ohio I think State. Maryland team. cover. Maryland's a good ball club this year. Yeah, and <laughs> the guy who got offered a million dollars by some other SEC school, Talia Tungavaloa, uh will also be playing as a playing he's having well a fun year. year. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun. Turn down a million dollars. You got to have some fun somehow. That's right. Uh, then going into SEC play, you got the number 23 LSU Tigers traveling up to Columbia, Missouri to take on the number 21, 5 0 Missouri Tigers. LSU is a five and a half point favorite. Yeah. And, and LSU needs to bounce back really, really bad here, Dylan. They need this win uh, in, in the worst fashion ever. It's going to be to determine which Tiger team. Um, remains uh, superior in the SEC in terms of record because, well, Auburn's not in that race. At the moment, they're deadlocked with LSU, but Missouri's running away with that one. Um, all things considered, Jaden Daniels is just a dog, and that Missouri secondary is really, really suspect. But I'm going to tell you what, M-I-Z-Z-O-U, give me Missouri. Dang it, I thought I was going to finally go against the grain here and pick a against you i thought you were gonna you went so long into your lsu lsu spiel i thought you were gonna pick lsu because i'm also gonna be rocking with missouri i think they're a good team this year i don't think they're good enough to win the east uh I think the, east, the east will get decided saturday as well in that one game i believe uh that we'll get to in a, in a little bit but yeah i'm also rocking with missouri i think missouri looks really good uh they're handle they're they're winning close games, which is what you, exactly what you want. Well, they're about they're finally getting results on the contract they gave Eli Drinkwich because they owe, he owed them these wins. Oh yeah, and he's doing that even with the recruiting he's bringing in. It's, what, it's two, time now. Two five stars. Yeah, but it's time. They need to be winning now. Oh, for sure. And I'll go into our fourth game. We got the number thirteen ranked Wazoo Cougars taking on and traveling to the Rose Bowl to take on the. UCLA Bruins. UCLA is a three-point favorite for this two o'clock Pac-12 game. Those jokers already burned me once. Uh, give me the Cougs. I also will be walking with the Cougs in this game. Cam Ward is a dog. Who Best Wazoo team since Mike Leach, by the way. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Was there a coach in between uh, Leach and this current one? There may have been. I'm not a Pac-12 aficionado. I just like Cougars. Cool. All right. <laughs> back to the SEC. We got a a game that has been a really fun watch in back-to-back years, no matter how you feel about this one team. Number 11, Alabama Crimson Turds will travel to College Station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. Alabama currently a one-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, Alabama. I also be rock with Alabama here. I think, uh, I think Jimbo got his one. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> he got his one allotted win. <laughs> yeah, he got his one Nick Saban win that just took the. I'm trying to remember exactly what the game probably just determines the West, though. The game definitely does determine the West, unless you know weird things can happen. I mean, yeah, if everyone wants to beat up on everyone, yeah, that can happen. I mean, if to say Auburn beats L- Auburn wins no, out. We're not going down that road. We're not going down that road. Auburn wins out. Alabama wins in the Alabama wins out all the way to the Iron Bowl. Auburn only got two losses in the SEC. Takes down Bama. You have the you have the face to face. Auburn wins the West. It's so simple. All you need Alabama, to do is Alabama's losses and is not an SEC loss. Try again. Crap. All right. So A and M needs to win this one and then lose like two more. Right. There we go. Right, okay, yeah. But yeah, Alabama's going to win this game. Jim Fisher, not a big game coach. Uh, then we got the the Gus Malzahn-led UCF Knights, speaking of not a big game coach uh, from last week, uh, will travel to that one Lawrence, right there, man. Lawrence, Kansas, to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas is currently, again, a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Golden Knights. And Kansas is 4-1? and one. Yep, with a loss to Texas is the only one on the right. resume. Reasonably, that was a blowout. No, they got their ass handed to them. Oh yeah, it's is Jaden Daniel? Uh, not Jane, uh, um, help me, Jalen. Jalen, is it Daniels as well? Yeah. Okay, I I, 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 under, I understand the mix up. It's yep. Jaden and Jalen. Jalen Daniels, uh, is he back this week? Uh, I think he. I don't know. 
Okay, that um either either way, Jason Bean is a really good replacement for Jalen Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Um this will be the one I lose this week. Uh give me the Gus Bus, give me the UCF night. Uh yeah, I mean Daniels is a day to day situation. Never mind, give me Kansas. <laughs> give me Kansas. Um I will say this. I will say this. UCF melt, melted down pretty hard a couple weeks in a row. Um, they're playing more competitive ball in the Big 12 in year one than I thought they would. Oh, they were playing very competitive for the first half of that Baylor game. <laughs> and they gave up, what, 20, 28 unanswered points to lose to the Baylor Bears. <laughs> Who have yeah. you said on record are not a good team? They're not. They're not. But yeah, Kansas. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Kansas now. Yeah, rock chalk. There you go. All right, now we got a game that was really fun to watch last year. The two and four Vanderbilt Commodores will travel to Gainesville, Florida, take on the Florida Gators. Florida is currently an eighteen and a half point favorite. Florida cover. I'll also be rocking with Florida. Uh, Vanderbilt won in Nashville. I don't think they're going to win in Gainesville. <laughs> and then storms the field in a single file line. <laughs> That made it. That made it so much better. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, now for the game. Talking about the Bama A and M game, determining the West. This game might be determining the East. Uh, as the number twenty Kentucky Wildcats travel to Athens, Georgia, to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs, who are a fifteen point favorite in this game. Georgia cover. Georgia cover. What? Georgia Kentucky cover. On that one. <laughs> I think Kentucky can run the ball better. Georgia's than not covered a spread yet this year. They're due. They'll be due against Vanderbilt. True. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Georgia no cut. No, Georgia covering. I'm gonna go Georgia covering. I, I just can't bring myself to do it after what I watched Kentucky do to Florida last week. All right, now I'm kicking it to the ACC or whatever Notre Dame claims to be. Uh, the number 10 Notre Dame Fighting Irish traveled to Louisville. Notre Kentucky. Dame. Huh? It, oh, it doesn't matter who they're playing. I'm picking Notre Dame, so you can finish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I said, I, did, I, did I say Notre Dame or something? No, I, I, no I, I was just saying Notre Dame. Okay. <laughs> well, let's take on the number 25 uh, Louisville Cardinal, Cardinals, who are one of the more fraudulent teams ranked in the top 25. Uh, absolutely just going completely mild in all of these wins that they have on this on their resume. But, yeah. Uh, so, who are you picking to win? Uh, it, they could be playing Texas, Alabama, or Georgia, and I would still say Notre Dame. So That's a that's a, that's a take. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be going Notre Dame here as well. Uh, be, I, I, they're close. They're really close. I hate the same Hartman. Doesn't have another year. I really do. I love the slow mos of Sam Hartman uh, fixing his hair in the in the wind of the Duke game. I love this. I love every slow mo of Sam Hartman ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they should have beaten Ohio State, and they got a close win over a really good Duke team. Uh, hopefully, Ryan Leonard is going to be healthy. Uh, I'm just saying, know. if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, like we're looking at this whole college football playoff concept so differently right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, Notre Dame would have been, what, top three if they would beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ESPN probably wants Notre Dame to be so good, they might have just put them at one. Why not? I would have let them. I would have absolutely let them do that. I wonder why you would have let them. <laughs> I would have let them do that, yeah. Um, it's, I, can it's imagine, I can only imagine why you wouldn't want that. Really tough one. I'm also one. a huge fan of Texas right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Louisville, Missouri, Kentucky, uh, Oklahoma, Michigan. I'm 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 also like a huge like Florida, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Who else is left on Georgia's schedule? Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tech, the Georgia Tech thing was already like. Up yeah, for you. I'm I'm a fan of everyone else playing Georgia for the remainder of the season. <laughs> Yeah, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, uh, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia Tech. Odds that Florida can remember how to play football from one game. <laughs> Who's their coach? For in this in this scenario, 
Sunbelt Billy led by Graham Mertz. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not happening. Yeah, I like all the old, the folks saying Ole Miss going or is going to go into Athens and win. Is that's just wild. Yeah, Lane Kevin got his big win of the century, so we're just kind of might not need to pick them in big game situations anymore. But this week they don't really have a big game to go against. And our last pick them is the two and three, oh and two in the conference. Arkansas Razorbacks are going to mm. travel to Oxford, Mississippi, to take on the number sixteen ranked, no defense, uh, Ole Miss Rebels, who were fresh off of storming the field after getting a top fifteen win, uh, for whatever reason other than just to do it. Uh, Ole Miss is eleven and a half point favorite. No, oh, yeah, Ole Miss cover. Arkansas is horrible. They're bad. Uh, Sorry, Sam. Sam Pittman, yeah. come coach the O line at Auburn. Um, nah. I like I like uh, I like our dudes. We have Thornton. <laughs> yeah, Jake Thornton. I do too. Be a special assistant. <laughs> Offensive analyst, but I'd strictly only. Uh, you you know you would be you would be down. I would be down. I just don't trust any Arkansas. I don't trust any more former Arkansas head coaches on the roster at Auburn. Don't trust it anymore. Would be kind of cool to see him, see Sam Pittman go to like Oregon and coach with Dan Lanning. That would be kind of fun. Let's be real. Sam Pittman, likable dude. Not a great head coach. Not a good head coach. And I wish he was. I really wish he was. Yeah, he's dude. He's such a likable dude, and the fact that he deleted Twitter after <laughs> after getting memed to death for other things, yeah, of reasons I won't mention on the show, but you can right. definitely go just look Sam Pittman up on Twitter. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. You probably find out why he got pretty quickly got kind of made fun of off the app. Pretty but quickly, likable dude, not a good head coach. I think he suffers from the same thing most head coaches do. At some point, I think he suffered from having success in his first season as a head coach. And that gives the fan base expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Exactly. Getting, I think, what, he get nine or ten wins in year one at Arkansas? Nine wins after the ball game, I think. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That, that was after Chad Morris came through. So, Golly. They, Left lane, they, hammer down. So, it means Sam Pittman is on track to be the next offensive coordinator at Auburn. It's right. I have the I have the Chad Morris left land hammer down Arkansas T-shirt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I bought it Morris. for six bucks at the bookstore while he was still the coach. <laughs> I will say, for it's as a much, Nike shirt. <laughs> for as much crap as I get, Phil Montgomery for some of the things he does during games, I he's am so I'm so thankful he's not Chad Morris <laughs> or Mike Bobo. Don't say his name. I might hate him more, more than I hate Chad Morris. I have friends that are Georgia fans that they're like number one saying this year is Mike Bobo's a terrorist, and I think they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike Bobo and and Matt Canada and and Chad Morris are all in cahoots. Well, uh, so start a global war of terrorism on football. <laughs> so Lauren is still adamant. I'm trying to be a Georgia fan still, and I'm trying to. Make her stop. Uh, but she was watching the Georgia game, and she looks at – and it shows, shows Mike Bobo in the booth with his uh, big nose and everything. And she looks at me and goes, is that Mike Bobo? I was like, yeah. She's like, why Why is he up there? <laughs> Who – did we hire him? I was like, yeah. Uh, what's his name left for the Ravens? And uh, <laughs> And Kirby was like, yeah, this is a good replacement. We'll bring Mike back. He's a terrorist. I think I'm going to quote you on that. Please don't. Quote, quote graphic. Tar. Tar, out of context, Mike Bobo is a terrorist. <laughs> nah, like we'll bring Mike Bobo back. Here's the Tara who should replace Phil Montgomery next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, that'll age. That'll age. Uh, that'll age oh, great. I wonder, will you get more comments for that one than you did for the other one? No, for sure not. <laughs> because one. there's a lot of people that would that would like to change the offensive coordinating situation yesterday. So <laughs> not for Mike Bobo, not for Mike Bobo. I don't think so. No. Any other games we have left pick? Uh, that's it. That's all 10. And awesome. we chose the same game 
same team for every game. So did we actually? Uh, yeah, I'm not mounting a comeback quite yet. That's that's brutal. <laughs> maybe maybe next week. <laughs> that's absolutely brutal. I'm here, Sitar. I buy your snare on the bird app. If you guys haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the College Sleep YouTube channel. If you're listening on any other streaming platform, make sure you give us five stars, a thumbs up, whatever the world of the podcast tells you to do. Then whatever the best review is, we certainly appreciate it if you would leave that leave that for us. Share the show, like the video, comment, and tell us. All of your thoughts on any, literally anything we've talked about throughout the show. Tell us what you guys want us to talk about on the Sunday. I guess we'll probably still go live on Sunday, right? Yeah. On the Sunday night live stream. Tell us what you want us to talk about there, and we will be happy to answer any questions there. Make sure you share the link because we can only send out this video to so many people that are subscribed to us, and we only have so many friends in our life. So share them with all of your friends and get them all on board. We're happy to have you guys all here at the College Loop. If you're looking for the Feel and Loopy t-shirt, that's at www.warreport.com. That's Available in five different colors at $25. You can also grab that link in the description to any of our shows, whether that be on YouTube or any of our other podcasting channels. I'm Hair Sitar, at by Hair Sitar on the Bird app, on Instagram, wherever else you want to get after me. Love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys for your continual support. We will touch base with you guys on Sunday for our Sunday evening live stream. Dylan, go ahead and get us out of here. And of course, I'm Dylan Long at You the Tank on Twitter slash X. It redirects, of course, as you all know. Just right there at you, the tank at Y A B O I the tank. Also, have on Instagram at Dylan Lark D Y L A N L A R C K. No pregame show on Friday, but if you're just looking for a little content that's a little evergreen on our show, you can either catch up on the episode themselves or you can go back and watch our first episode of Outside the Loop where we talked to Mr. CFB Grits himself, Ian Cook, who was a lot of fun. And we he even was Ian cooking. And we even did a CFB grid live as well. And it was a lot of fun. Go check it out. And it came out a little earlier than we wanted it to. We should do that Sunday night. We should see if he wants to come on the live stream and do a grid. I'm down. We've got time. And get get some loopers to help us out with some names. Oh, it's might might hit like point one on the rarity score. Even if Ian can't make it, let's do it anyways. Why not? I'm down. So I'm down. down. Just saying, yesterday, as being recorded, I Trump tar and CFP grids by uh, had a bad had a bad week. Yeah, you, for the thirteen percent of you guys to put Ryan Tannehill for receiving yards, you can ligma. <laughs> Just saying, sorry. I, I mean, it was it was a good effort, all in it, all. It was one of the efforts. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember. I put uh, for A and M receiving. I put Billy Joe Polisic. That's a wild one. That's a wild so I, one. I somehow came across him while I was trying to look up. Uh, a Clemson guy, or not Clemson? Who's the other one? Tennessee. I was trying to find a Tennessee, Tennessee guy. I thought it was a quarterback. I was trying to think of uh, I, it was like Bailey or something, but I put Billy instead. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that'll work. That'll of course, work. now of course, going back to the outro. If you want to follow the show, you have us everywhere. You have Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and right here on YouTube. All at the College Loop. Leave some like, leave some comments, leave some love, share share it everywhere and of course if you want to listen to the show and you don't want to watch us anymore i completely understand tar's even yawning while i'm doing this he's hiding his face just to help y'all out i'm sorry i'm exhausted <laughs> but of course you have us on spotify app podcast google podcast and amazon music on those fronts as well at least some five-star reviews and of course with everything being said enjoy the bye week enjoy some much needed rest root for Alabama's downfall, but also root for Jimbo Fisher's downfall, if that can even happen in the same game. And with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. <laughs>